the blast from our past network. Codrite! Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back. Woo. And I'm speaking fast. I haven't spoken fast in a while, and I'm feeling good, baby. And I stole your baby. I'm Adam. I'm Corey. You should have said I'm Micro Machines Adam. Yeah, if only. <laughs> if oh, only. Yeah, dude. You've been making only. that sweet Micro Machines money. <laughs> <laughs> dude, did you have any of those when you were a kid? Fuck yeah, dude. Love that oh, shit, yeah. man. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. They were, they, were, they were the worst to step on, but they were yeah. fun. Yeah. I, I, I think as parents, uh, I think Legos are the worst to step on. Yes, but yeah, of course. Yeah, those were probably the second worst. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, today we are talking season six, episode nine. Episode nine. <laughs> number nine <laughs> Sorry. i'm a tool i'm a toolberg <laughs> all right uh it's the secretary it first aired on december 8th 1994 Corey, my man could you please give us the synopsis of course the secretary jerry spots his dry cleaner wearing his jacket george's unattractive secretary out earns him kramer gets uma thurman's phone number Elaine discovers that Barney's uses skinny mirrors to hook their customers. Okay, a lot of different things happening in this episode. Well, let's find out a little bit more about that. And, uh, Corey, per usual, we stand up. We stand up. We start, we start up <laughs> with a stand up on women in fur. Yeah, I don't want you. To, I don't think you want to see me stand up right now, buddy. I'm not wearing any pants. So. <laughs> oh, then yes. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, I don't even know what. What is supposed to be attractive about fur? Why does a man want to see a woman in fur? Men want women to shave their legs, shave their armpits, pluck their eyebrows, and then before we go out, we dress them up like a bear. To me, the only reason to wear fur would be if you were trying to sneak up on another animal. Do you ever see those tribal hunters where they wear the fur and they have the head from the other animal on top of their heads? You know what? You know, I'm sure there's a moose looking at that going, yeah, that looks real good. Yeah, I'm going to turn my back on this goofball with the extra head because there because there's nothing fishy going on there. I'll just keep drinking from the stream. I've seen a lot of two-headed tigers with knees. Woo. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> the dead yeah. silence tells you everything. Yeah. I yep. mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't hate, like, the opening yeah, couple yep. lines. Yep, yep, the whole, like, yeah, like, yeah, the observation that, like, we, yeah. we societal norm make women shave their legs, their arms, and their eyebrows, but yet we put fur on them. And, yeah, it's, and, and it's weird because women are the ones that sort of wear the fur. Men never really do, you know, unless you're Joey from Friends. Or but, Kramer uh, <laughs> at the end of this episode. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, wasn't the greatest stand-up. What are you going to do? No, no. 
but is it the greatest episode? Let's find out. All right. Uh, We're going to start off at the dry cleaners. So we found out that George is getting a secretary. Jesus, dude. Uh, Is this like the the sixth different dry cleaner we've seen on Seinfeld? And I think we even put this question before. It's like, do people go to the same dry cleaners or do they rotate dry cleaners like this in real life? And he he seems to have a very close relationship with every one of these dry cleaners. They all know his name. It's all like, you know, friendly. Like there was, well, they started off. You know, with them in, uh, well, it was, it was in like a coin laundry, I right. think, you know, in the first episode of the pilot. But that but they probably that probably didn't have dry cleaning with it. Um, but we definitely saw some later on in season one where he had the guy who shrunk his shirt. Yeah. Uh, that was one of them. Obviously, the discount one with um, Courtney Cox. Yep. And then now at least another. And there probably has been a, a, a couple. I feel like there was between. one more in there somewhere. But, yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild. But as we've discussed, you know, I think at this point. Jerry's making enough money. He does not do his own laundry. I think mm-hmm. he kind of takes, he's one of those guys that takes everything to the dry. Probably someone, you know, they just do everything there. Yeah. Underwear, yada, yada, yada. I, I truly don't think Jerry's doing laundry in his apartment complex. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, we both being in LA, I had friends who their places they lived didn't have laundry. So they did that. They sent, they sent, they put theirs out for like the places yeah. that, that do it and, you know, I can't remember what they're called, but like, you know, yeah, too rich for my blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Jerry drops off a uh, jacket at the dry cleaner. Even the, the dry cleaner even mentions, oh, it's a nice looking jacket. OK, uh, George interviews a uh, beautiful woman. Woman. So he kind of uh, mentions he doesn't want a hot secretary. He's going to hire actively hire a non hot secretary so he doesn't feel uh, the urge to to mate with her i guess if you want to call it <laughs> even though it's like you know yeah but well it's weird I, I not that george does any work anyway so why would he why would he care and in in this montage did you notice that all the women had red hair and yet it wasn't like a thing so the three hot girls before vicky lewis from news mm-hmm. radio who i don't think yeah. is unattractive um, no, but i see it. what i see what they did you know they they they, they yeah. played her down on that they, they um, frumped her they frumped, yeah, they frumped her, frumped her, her sure. a little bit but in news radio she actually plays kind of like a you know a sexual character yeah, yeah she's kind of she's kind of like um i don't know, like a, like a gina from brooklyn kind of yeah. thing where she is very uh, sarcastic, but very funny. But also, she's not unattractive by any means. But not Good. as attractive as the other women. Good call, buddy. She she was a proto Gina yeah. Peretti, right from uh, yeah. from Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine. Um, but yeah, but so so the three women that he interviews prior to her, all beautiful, all redheads. But that wasn't like a thing. There was nothing about it. It was nothing like a. There was no joke there. There wasn't even a mention of it there. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Okay, all right. I guess moving along. I mean, as a strawberry blonde, red beard kind of guy that you are, do you feel like you're getting good representation? I think so, because most of them are attractive. Yes. <laughs> and you're not. No, no. I would, I'm the Vicky. <laughs> you're a mongoloid. That's for yes, sure. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. At the uh, – yeah, so George hires uh, Vicky Lewis, uh, a.k.a. Ada, um, in this uh, – uh, you know, from from this uh, these different interviews. At the apartment, Jerry tells – or Elaine tells Jerry about how she looked really good in this dress at the store, but not at home. And so she goes to try it on. George comes in, uh, you know, tells about hiring this other person. Uh, Elaine comes out wearing the dress. And 
why would she think that it doesn't even fit properly? No, it's like a size too big for her. Yeah, and it had it had all these cutouts, and you could see the shoulder pads. Oh well, no, that was her bra. Thing. That was her. You could no, see. No, 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 no. Mm. I looked. I looked extensively at her bra. <laughs> I looked extensively at everything that had a cutout hole mm-hmm. that I could see a little bit more of Julia Louise Dreyfus. <sighs> I looked at intensely. You're you're definitely a perv after my own heart, buddy. <laughs> I I was doing the same thing. Maybe I didn't focus uh, enough on the shoulders because I was. Oh, I'm, I'm a shoulder man. <laughs> oh, I'm a shoulder oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. Touche, touche, my man, touche. No, but, I don't know, uh, but no, dude. She, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like we said before, and I was not lying when I found the Elaine Mannequin attractive last season. You know, <laughs> no, I, that surprised the fuck out of me when you said that. <laughs> but I love it, dude. I'm same as you, man. And and as this is happening. I am realizing, especially, you know, a little bit behind the scenes, uh, we're recording three episodes today. This is our first yeah. one. Um, of the three episodes, I, you know, most of them I always remember. Dude, I didn't remember shit about this episode as I'm watching mm. it, especially this dress part, because I feel oh. like young Corey would have perved out hard over this. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, why does this seem fucking new to me right now? <laughs> like, that's, I never have that with Seinfeld. Like, even if there's an episode that I've only seen, like, you know, like a few times, it doesn't pop mm-hmm. back up in rotation. I still remember it. Here, I'm like, yeah. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, uh, I think there's a good bit about this episode that is not memorable. But to I me, agree. that dress and just any time seeing her bra, always, yes. I absolutely remember the dress. <laughs> yeah. But you take take a look at the shoulders. Okay, I will. You will notice there's like a there's a legitimate white pad. There mm. is shoulder pads that you see, like the way that it's cut, and it's just like that is just stupid like you know if, if the dress if the dress yeah. was sized properly on her and didn't have shoulder pads i bet it would have looked good i, I think it would have i think it would have looked yeah. amazing uh if yeah. it was like yeah fitted for her properly but uh yeah you don't have to twist my arm to go back and re-examine this scene whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> right uh, okay um so yeah she talks about these skinny mirrors all this kind of shit that uh you know oh why did she look good um, on there, you know, at the, there at the time, but at home, it doesn't look as good. Um, they have a little discussion on, is it Demi more or is it Demi? Uh, and you know, I, I honestly, I think I go back and forth, but it is, it is pronounced. I checked Demi. So, Demi so you more. mean like semi truck? <laughs> yeah. Like, like a semi truck, <laughs> semi tractor trailer. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, so that's all Kramer comes in to a uh, clap. He gets a little bit of a clap. Oh, I didn't really notice it, but yeah. yeah, there you go. Good, good. Been a little bit. I did. I did miss those. So um, he wants to go with her to Barney's so he can get this expensive lotion. Um, and I, I was actually kind of had a little nostalgic moment when I heard him talk about this fancy ass ass lotion. So there was this one time when I was working in LA, I was working as a um, a PA, as a production assistant, uh, on a commercial, on a Ruby Tuesdays commercial, <laughs> and. I uh, PAs are the grunts. Yeah. That's what everybody knows. I mean, they're like the the lowest paid, but commercials paid pretty well. You know, that's why it was always good to work on commercials because they are they you know they have the most money. It's advertising. It's big fucking money. Uh, so, um, as the PA, the second assistant camera. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe it was the first assistant camera. I think he. But honestly, I'm pretty sure he was the second assistant camera. They flew in. I guess he's somebody that maybe the director liked working with or some shit like that, but he needed his keels, like 
hand lotion or face mm. lotion or whatever it is. And it was like an only a type of fucking thing that I, ha- I had to drive to Beverly Hills. And oh we were lo- we were working in like um, maybe not not Koreatown, but like probably I think downtown area or something. But I, I had to go drive to fucking Beverly Hills Hill, Beverly Hills to get his goddamn keels and bring it back to him. And I'm just like, who? this is a fucking second assistant camera. Why the hell is he getting the star treatment? Um, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, that, that's my, when I, whenever I think of fancy lotions, my head goes back to that and like having to go drive and get this fucker's like lotion for somebody who was, he wasn't a director. He wasn't an actor. He was a goddamn second assistant camera. Do you remember how much it cost? And did you have to pay out of pocket or did they give you like a credit card? No, they gave they gave me uh, cash for it or, or card. I had a card, and then I you know had to keep the receipts organized for him. So so he didn't give you cash. He basically f- came into L.A. Yeah. and then made the commercial buy him a fancy lotion from Beverly Hills, which he didn't have to go pick up yes. because you went and had to go pick yeah. it up. And guys yeah. and gals, that is Hollywood in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ludicrousness of it all. It was a goddamn Ruby Tuesdays commercial. Yeah, yeah, Man, dude. We had a we did a couple. That's insane. And I know commercials are good money. And also, you know, they're not as long of shoots. It may just be like yeah. really long one day, or maybe yeah, like yeah, two yeah. kind of normal two days. days. But yeah, it was you a two get day a, shoot. Yeah, you get a decent pay out of. You don't have to like commit to like uh, two months, like a movie or something. Um, but when I was living in downtown LA, dude, uh, like all the car commercials would be shot there, and so like every mm-hmm. other day, like streets would be blocked down because you know because they'd be shooting yeah. some Lexus, Lexus commercial or whatever you know and and just like so many times would i see a car just flying through my street and like you know <laughs> freaking drifting the corner or something and it's like okay and then you're cut and then the car comes back they reset and you're like okay cool 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 as I, I do that was one of my favorite things about living in downtown la always seeing the crazy shit and like the alleyway that that there was like an alleyway behind my apartment complex and it was where they shot that movie date night uh they shot mm. spider-man 3 there like it would always be an, an alleyway for fucking like law and order so like i just look into my alleyway any random day see like swat team members kicking in a door and i'm like is this real or is this fake and then you look around and you see cameras like okay mm-hmm. it's fake this time then yeah. sometimes it's not <laughs> la la <laughs> Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. All right. So Georgia's secretary is doing very well. She's very organized. She's very good at her job. Um, And because she's so good at her job, Georgia's getting a little attracted to her. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe more than a little attracted to her. He's absolutely... um, passes the line between boss and uh 
you know, subordinate. <laughs> and uh, he asks if, uh, you know, she knows what he's thinking right now, which is an inappropriate thing to ask. But she does. And she she's into it. She's into it, too. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, we, yeah. like we said, you know, Vicki Lewis, not unattractive. No, no. Um, but apparently she knows what she's doing. And yes. she's grab a pillow and get, <laughs> he was making some noises. <laughs> that was fun. I like that. So, yeah. So they go at it in the office. Coming out of a movie, Elaine spoils the end of it uh, in front of everybody in line. Goes nowhere other than pissing somebody off. Yeah. Hi. Well, first off, hey, good to see the Paragon again. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, also, they had a Shawshank poster in the background that made me happy. Yep. That's my Shawsh- favorite movie of all time. Yep. And then also good to see uh, Norman Brenner in the background. Right uh. when Jerry says, when he actually says Kramer's got the Gavorka, you see Norman Brenner right behind him. Um, but my my thing with you is the same as yours. I was like, oh, she spoiled the ending for that guy. How come this wasn't a a cornerstone for a plot mm-hmm. point or something? Because he just walked away angrily, and she's yep. just. And sometimes I I get a little bit frustrated at Elaine when she does something, someone gets mad at her, and yet she has her mouth. She's like a gape, like she's like gasp. How could you talk back to me when you were the one that fucked up? That is the one trait that I hate about Elaine. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Everything is other people's fault yeah with especially so. with yes with her very much so yeah so uh kramer uh, as you mentioned he's he's got the kavorka haha yay a little reference to the kavorka which doesn't make any sense because i thought it only worked on latvian orthodox women uh, maybe uma thurman is latvian orthodox yes <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> so that. that must be it uh because he got her number apparently jerry then notices the dry cleaner guy even though we don't get a shot of it. Yeah. I wish we got a fucking shot of it. Wouldn't that make sense? Um, of the dry cleaner guy apparently wearing a jacket that he dropped off. Yeah, and I guess a nice one too. Um, so yeah. this whole little scene, there's so much fucking happening that I'm like, why wasn't this like the the springboard of the entire episode? First off, yes. don't even see Uma Thurman. I kind of like even missed it. Like, did he get her number in the, the movie theater? Was she It makes at- no goddamn yeah. sense why she would be there. Yeah, exactly. Didn't understand that. Didn't understand why nothing became of Elaine ruining the ending for that guy. It was just like, so like this should have been the start. And then the, how the episode branched out from was, should have been this. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know what else is ridiculous? That tonight you are drinking whiskey and I am drinking beer. <laughs> I know. I was just about to crack another one. <laughs> what do you got? A tall boy, a Bud Light there, buddy? I got a tall boy. <laughs> yeah, a Bud Light. Hey, uh, my joke, when, it, when it comes to Bud Light or Coors Light or PBR or anything like that, I always, I always, my joke is, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm drinking to sober up. Um, and I'm, I, oh yeah, Bud Light. I have that to sober up. Um, but yes, so now I'm just having some, you know, crisp uh, Bud Lights because uh, we're we we bought a house and uh, Keisha's parents have uh, came over and her dad is like a regular cheap beer guy. He's a okay. Budweiser, uh, Bud Light kind of guy. We have some left in the house, and you know, yeah, you're not gonna let it go to waste, dude. And also, I packed actually this morning. I packed up a shit ton of my my whiskey, so I only have like a couple left uh, that I have. I've only kept like a couple open. One I kept open as like a special bottle that I want to open. You know, when we first moved to the to the house. Oh yeah, um, because we haven't moved there yet. And then, um, like some, I got some two cheap ones, and I'm sure I'll drink them at some point. But like tonight, 
It's a water night. I mean, it's a Bud Light night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, just to let you guys all know, the reason we're recording three episodes is uh, so Adam can have pretty much the rest of the month to work on getting moved in and everything. And hopefully, if everything goes well, we will. you guys will, won't even notice a break in anything. But mm-hmm. if there is, if we may have to push a week or something, uh, it's just it'll just be like a short little it, thing just so Adam it's can Adam's get settled fault. You're in. saying yeah. it's fucking Adam's fault. It would be, you're, it pointing, would be you're pointing at me. Yeah. You're, you're getting everybody ready to get pissed off at me. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Adam's fault because I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, Wait, I, you're I, waking it to gonna go back and watch Elaine doing wearing that dress. You're right. That's what I you're am. gonna be doing. We're, I'm gonna have a whole bonus episode just on breaking down that dress. <laughs> bonus boner episode, everybody. You heard it from Corey. <laughs> there you go. But buddy, if I was in Georgia, my man, I would be helping you move, dude. Uh, I appreciate that. All right, so. George and his secretary cut to them uh, having a wild time. And he just all of a sudden screams out, I'm giving you a raise. Oh, oh, George. (sighs) Fucking idiot. All right. Uh, And then at Monk's, Jerry and George discuss the whole secretary sex situation uh, and the yelling of the raise. Uh, Jerry notices that there was a movie stub in his jacket. Aha! The dry cleaner must have worn this jacket. Hmm. And so now he's got him. I do. I do like he was. I liked when he asked. He goes, "Are you authorized to give her a raise?" But I like it because he does it in sort of like a, a whisper, you know. And he's yeah, like, "Well, almost as if like he 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 knows he's not authorized." So he's, he's like, that. "He's like, let me get this out of the way first. Are you yeah. authorized to give her a raise?" And George is like, "Absolutely not." He's like, "Okay, just making sure." Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Elaine does return the dress, and she complains about the skinny mirrors. Another little thing here, the skinny mirrors don't go, I guess, well, I guess it kind of goes somewhere a little bit, but not nearly, well, they my, just, my question to you is, ahead. is that real? Is, is this a real thing or is this like a made up like Seinfeld thing? I've heard that's a thing. Okay. Now, okay. I don't know if that has stemmed from lore of Seinfeld, but I feel like I've heard that that's a legit thing. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I mean you can no... make funhouse mirrors, so I assume you can make yeah. it somehow subtly because it has to be subtle it can't be in your you face. just have to make it like a subtly uh concave yeah and that, that'll skinny things up a little bit and, you know if it's flat it'll look pretty much like it is concave will s- tighten things and convex yeah uh will make it fat, fat i mean right i mean it's pretty fucking genius if barney's does have slim mirrors yeah. there yeah but there's no way a goddamn mirror would make that dress look good on her no no because no. it was so droopy yeah. and you could see the fucking shoulder pads yeah yeah so. That, yeah, that was that was just for yeah TV. But yeah, I'm with you. It's a hard it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell to buy. Yes. Yep. Uh, in walks Kenny Banya because he's <laughs> looking for a new suit um, in the women's section. Apparently, so I guess he didn't get it back from Kramer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that other the other suit. Oh uh, no, yeah, it wasn't Kramer. It was uh, it was yeah, it was Jerry. the British guy. She didn't get it. The he British didn't get guy. Back yes, the British, the British guy. guy. Yep, 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 yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, we saw Kenny Banya two episodes back, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he likes Kramer's suits. I I love Kramer's suit, bro. I noted no. that here, dude. I no. thought it was fucking slick with that. That it was like the it suit works is, for fucking Kramer. It, works it doesn't for work Kramer. for anyone yeah. else. No, no, it works for Kramer, but has this like it's a blue suit with like this blue shirt underneath. It's the exact same color, but then that shirt has like these red sort of. Sp- painted diamonds on them i thought it was fucking awesome to be truthful with you it was very 70s esque Mm -hmm. or something like that but not anybody can pull that shit off even in the 90s yeah kramer is yeah is the person banya certainly couldn't have pulled that off no Mm -mm. yeah uh but he likes it and he ends up offering him 300 dollars which 
Kramer accepts. Uh, and he decides to give him the suit right then and there as opposed to just follow me to my apartment or anything else. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to the dressing room, the women's dressing room. And here's a problem in the 2021 where they're like, oh, you know, you might walk in on somebody. He's like, there's nothing in there I haven't seen before. Hmm. Yeah, that ain't cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. No, no. So I, I do um, like that we part got, of the humor. I do like that, that, you know, Banya asked what size Kramer was and he's the same size 42 and Banya's like, I'm huge. I'm yeah. working out. I, I like that. We have yeah, that. We had that back. I mean, the other suit was a 40 and he's gotten too big for it. Yeah. That, that yeah. I believe it was a 40 yep. anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it fits, it kind of fits in. So that's, I agree. That was a nice little continuity. It's, it's funny that they get that continuity correct and yet other things not correct. Yeah. So. Uh, we get a quick scene of George talking to George Steinbrenner, Larry David is voice, of course. Um, and he, uh, pushes for a raise for his secretary. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kramer then peeks over the dressing room wall to ask Elaine to get, uh, Jerry to bring him clothes, which obviously not, also not a cool thing to do, but <laughs> Kramer is an idiot. So, um, Jerry then goes to the dry cleaner. To call out Willie for wearing his jacket, uh, he asks also for the fur coat back that he got, you know, was trying to get cleaned for, I think it was his mom. But he can't get it back because the dry cleaner's wife is now wearing it. We get a little cut to her wearing it um, at the time. So, and uh, Jerry, luckily for the dry cleaner, doesn't have the ticket to get it back. Uh, and so, you know, all right, they're madness is going to happen. Of course. That that was a little bit of a, I guess you needed it though. That little weird cut to his wife getting a hot dog with the fur, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, for Seinfeld, that was a little bit odd. They don't do that Mm -hmm. too often. And by the way, speaking of things that they haven't done too often, but we found to be remarkably okay. We have not heard internal dialogue in seasons now. Yeah, it has been a hot minute. Um, but and that was something that we at first were, when we first talked about it for a couple of episodes, was like, man, there's not much science. I don't remember much dialogue. But then every time we kind of liked it. Yeah, we and then did. Now we didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, and then now we're kind of getting into the middle seasons, like the, uh, the main seasons of Seinfeld, and it's like, where's my fucking dialogue? My yeah. internal dialogue. Yeah, that was, that was so. a nice little fun fun stuff from the earlier yeah. seasons. Very true. Uh, all right, so Elaine tries on another dress, which I say does look quite nice. Yeah, my note is that dress looks great on her. And, I yeah. mean, I, I love her hips. I think she's like, oh, I look too hippie. I'm like, oh, God, you look, no you can never look too hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Corey likes hippie women. But, no, I mean, she looks very good yeah. in that dress. Yeah. Uh, but she needs a nonpartisan mirror. Uh, so I guess this is where, like, the whole mirror thing comes in. So yeah. she walks out without paying for it. Um, we cut to Ada, who does get a raise, but it's a $25,000 raise, and now she's making more money than George. Good Lord. <laughs> Jesus. God, I mean, it worked out for her. Yeah, yeah, it did. Man, I'd, I'd, I'd suck so many rows of dicks to get a $25,000 <laughs> raise. And for me, not that that's a bad thing in, t- in, in its own right, but for me, I'm not attracted to dicks, so that would be a bad thing in my opinion. I would not enjoy that. So I would do something I would not enjoy, like sucking an entire row of dicks to like get a $25,000 raise. Like he says in Clerks, line them up like circus seals. Yes, line them up like circus seals. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I love Clerks so fucking much, dude. And if you guys love Clerks as much as I do, go check out the Blast from Our Past episode on it. You guys did a great job on it. 
And then you should, guys, everybody, after that, check out the <laughs> Podcasting After Dark Mallrats episode, uh, because multiple people did uh, a Kevin Smith uh, little, like, you know, in-network series that we kind of did. Yeah, we had a BFOP network thing last year, and this year we're going to do another one, too. So uh, keep your yeah. eyes and ears peeled for that one as well. Exactly. All right. Um, Elaine hunts for a mirror. Uh, she kind of, you know, looks at some windows. She eventually just asks somebody who says that she can't pull it off. And I'm like... Fuck you, buddy. Uh, first off, he's wrong, but I do. Yes. I thought it was funny. I just I like the yeah, experience of funny. it. I like the fact that he didn't even hesitate and he told her the brutal, honest truth. And I was like, "That's funny. That works." Except it doesn't work because this dress looks fantastic on her. It should have been reversed. Like it should have been the other dress that that guy says, "Oh, you can't pull this yeah, off." I agree absolutely. All right, Jerry coincidentally goes to Barney's. Um, he ends up kind of, I guess, wanting the same lotion that Kramer wanted or Kramer was like talking about earlier. Uh, and so he discovers Kramer in the women's dressing room. Elaine then returns, but the saleswoman calls her out for wearing the dress outside of the store. So she has to pay for it. Now, everybody kind of, you know, accumulates together at the uh, dressing room, including Banya <laughs> and Jerry offers Banya a dinner for the ticket. But Banya ever the, the, the businessman. Pushes for two Mendy's dinners. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, good old, good old Banya. Did you notice that Kramer is wearing Calvin Klein boxers? Boxer, uh, they're not boxer briefs. They're boxer shorts. So he has he has moved to boxer shorts now. Yeah, because he was a briefs guy, yep. but then he was free forming it. Like the, yeah, he was free forming it, and then I guess he's on to the. Okay, I didn't notice it was Calvin Klein. But I, I, I love the say, fact that it stays Calvin Klein the whole time. Yeah, that's he. He is a man who is dedicated to his branding. He is a brand. Uh, you know, specific mm -hmm. for sure. So um, I would say this is the kind of episode that I think utilizes Banya properly. Yeah. We complained heavily about his improper use in the in the initial episode because he was such a dick. You had to hate him. You just want to be annoyed by him. He shouldn't be really being a villain and doing wrong, but he should be annoying. And in this episode, he wasn't a complete asshole. He was just kind of annoying, but that's what you want from him. Yep. I 100% agree. I like this Banya better than the previous one. Definitely hashtag better Banya. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hashtag better Banya. <laughs> All right. Uh, George pleads his case for some more money uh, because the secretary is making more money from him. But Steinbrenner seeing more money than him. But uh, Steinbrenner just goes off on one of his little fucking tangents uh, that they kind of make as a trope for Steinbrenner. And this, it becomes his thing. Yeah, and this is the first time we see it. This is becomes yep. the the Steinbrenner trope, and I love it, man. I love Larry David Steinbrenner. Obviously, we all know that that's not Larry David's body, but it's it's his yep. voice. Um, and it was always a character that I enjoyed the the Steinbrenner character, even though I really didn't know much about the actual person. Is is he like long winded? Is that where this came from? Is he known for no being idea. long winded or anything? I have zero clue why they decided to portray him in this in this fashion. Okay, okay, but but you but you you've seen like you Adam have seen Steinbrenner like on TV and stuff, right? Like I yeah. don't even I've never even seen him outside of Seinfeld, so I don't even have yeah. any point of comparison. I, I have seen him. Um, I know I watch. I used to watch ESPN often enough on you know and I, i've seen the guy he's not a particularly good looking dude um but no 
Yeah. I don't remember any of this being like a thing. I don't know why they just kind of made it a parody like that. So I, I don't have any context. Okay. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it sticks. They they did a good job of, of yeah. creating a character, even if it's not the real thing. But I always I, I always had a soft spot, a spot in my heart for Steinbrenner. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. So the moisturizer in Kramer's jacket ended up ruining the ticket that he had uh, that Banya, Banya now has, you know, in his jacket that he bought, but it's got the stub that Kramer wrote Uma's name on, or Uma's uh, number on, but also the stub that Jerry needs to get his dry cleaning ticket back. It's the same stub. It's just they, yeah, it's the dry cleaning stub. They, you, Kramer wrote the Uma's number on yeah. the backside of it. So, yes, exactly. Uh, so then Jerry sees his mother's fur coat uh, that the cleaner's wife is wearing at Barney's. And so she forcefully gets it back from her. And that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. And it, yeah. it, it, you know, we don't see it. We, we see Jerry. Weirdly, he's always aggressive with older women, and we know it's going to be the case, <laughs> right? It's weird. It's, we know it's going to be the case with the Marble Rye Lady. So, yeah, but for some reason, and I think this only works because we have five and a half seasons in front of us knowing that Jerry is completely harmless, that he is a man-child, and he couldn't hurt a fly. So when he gets angry and aggressive, it's funny you know and and obviously it probably only can work if he's doing it against a woman because a guy would just be like no dude and and, you know punch him or get him out of the way or whatever but like we know it only works because we know how impossibly harmless jerry is yeah yeah exactly he can only beat up old ladies (laughs) uh all right jerry kramer and elaine are now walking down the street 
because they got the fur coat back, but uh, not Banya's suit, I assume. They didn't get, obviously, they didn't get Banya's suit back um, because Kramer's walking in the fur coat and that's it and his underwear. Ha ha ha. But it was really an awkward scene for me because they didn't use any like music, they didn't use any um, like sound laughter, no, no canned laughter or anything like that. It was literally just them kind of, I guess, being defeated walking down the street, but like Kramer's walking in just a fur coat. Shouldn't there be some kind of laugh or something? Yeah. You would think. Yeah. It was just weird to me. Yeah, it was it, it was a weird scene that sort of landed oddly. All right. And then uh at Mendy's, because Jerry's following through with his thing to Banya, he ends up going to Mendy's with him. Manya drinking the pea soup. It's the best. <laughs> Corey, the best. The best. Uh Jerry's obviously annoyed with Banya. And there we're here, we're here, here we get that uh, Banya got a date from the number he saw on the ticket before it got smudged. Some woman named Uma. Uh, and, you know, it's just ha, 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 ha. Uh, this is also, again, this is how Banya should be used. Yeah. You know, he's not, he should kind of come out on top. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to come out on top, but he should kind of come out on top. Yeah, because he's so dumb and oblivious. Yeah, true. So, uh, and then we get... A stand-up on specials. Yes, yes. Jerry says, uh, if you're a waitress and you see me in a restaurant, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to hear about the specials. I don't want to know about the specials. I'm sick of the specials. I hate the specials. My feeling is, if the specials, if the specials were so special, they'd be on the menu. <laughs> you, you, know what's, uh, you know what's special about them? They don't know if anyone likes them. I like that. Uh, they always have these overly creative descriptions of the specials too, you know? The veil is slightly slapped and then sequestered in a one-bedroom suite with white wine intravenous. I was like, okay, I actually should have ended one sentence prior, you know, <laughs> than yeah. that one. But oh, yeah. uh, that one wasn't terrible. I thought it was better than the original one. Um, all right, let me let me dive into this one, dude. Um, okay. I you're eager. Yeah, I'm eager. I actually rather enjoyed this episode, even though I see the problems that you had with it, um, and I agree with the problems that we sort of brought up as as we're discussing the episode. But I really enjoy these storylines where they culminate into one location and they kind of just and here it's it's the it's the you know the women's dressing room women's dressing room type of yeah. thing but I love having all the storylines land here and then obviously we have a little bit of time afterwards which is fine but usually I like it when the climax sort of lands on this mega mega scene that has all kinds of stuff going on in and I enjoyed that. That's one thing I really loved about it. So that honestly, that knocked it up a, a little bit uh, for me. But I came in pretty strong with this episode. But I have to concede to the problems that we we found with it. You know, so it uh, this the 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 movie theater thing was weird to me because nothing happened with Elaine's ruining it for that guy. That should have came back around. That should have been like an actual story point for Elaine versus mm -hmm. everything else. Like I didn't I didn't love what Elaine was doing in this episode as a whole because you're just stealing that 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 dress Elaine. Like at this that point just take it home with you if you're going to go that far with it for Christ's sake. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, dude, like just some wonky weird like like 
like storylines that didn't go anywhere. Weird things like having all redheads that that George's interviews, and I'm like, <laughs> that, re- and, that really got to. I you. know. I actually rewound for it because I was like, was the first girl redhead too? I was like, yeah, and I was like. Is there a joke here? Nope. So I'm like still thinking about it like a minute after it, you know, and I'm like, why? Why were they all redheads? It was really, really weird. So all in all, it was kind of a roller coaster because I went high. Our discussion brought me down a little bit lower, but at the same time, I very much enjoyed that climax scene in Barney's and I'm going to have to give it 2.5 skinny mirrors out of five right down the middle. All right. Or should I say right um, down the, the Adam middle, as, as you always refer to it as the proper, yeah, yeah, the proper that middle. Is, that is the proper middle. Um, because a zero is possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think at this point, I, yeah. I, yeah. What did you, what, what did you get? What got, oh, it was Porno Gill got brought up because. Yeah, the curb. Yeah, yeah, curb yeah. Guys and gals, go listen to the Porno <laughs> Gill episode. That was a, that yeah, was a wild yeah. ride. You should absolutely uh, check out our Patreon and join the tier that uh, can listen to our Curb ones. So I, I, I was not happy with a particular Curb episode. <laughs> so. uh, all right. This was an extremely meh episode. I think it's particularly fitting the last stand-up was about specials because nothing was special with this episode. Nothing was standout or particularly worthy. I'd say this was mediocre sitcom quality. I'll give it as, oh, you know, it's, it's okay from um, you know, the, the, con- the constant insanity from, um, you know, the, the, the stuff going on in the dressing room and some of the other things. But, like, it's got some okay moments, of course. It has some, but, some decent stuff. But because it's Seinfeld, fuck, of course. But overall, I just felt like this episode did nothing for me. I think there's a reason you don't remember this episode. Yeah. And so even though I wouldn't say I hated the episode or thought it was particularly bad, because it was so meh, I think it's just a little bit under average. And so I gave it a two out of five moisturizers with Uva. Ooh. <laughs> and I, every time you said Uva, I thought he was like, I thought that was the UVA or ultraviolet. I don't know. I didn't. What is Uva, by the way? How the fuck do I know? Okay. All right. Good talk. <laughs> but I'm glad you're glad we landed. We landed pretty much near the same thing. I think I got a little bit more out of the climax than you did. Maybe he means, yeah, so there is UVA and UVB protect, protection. And so maybe it's UVA protection. So U- U- Uva. He was just calling exactly. it Uva. Yeah, exactly. That, you know what? That's a little bit funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to bring up your rating at all, though. <laughs> no, it's still very men. So. It, it is It is very men. I think you are correct. Um, this There's a reason why I don't remember this episode in particular. But, uh, oh, boy, I do remember the next few ones. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited to get into uh, the race and, and uh, the switch. And we will be talking about them shortly. Uh, but, you know, when I think of meh episodes, I never think 
of episodes from Podcasting After Dark. That is an amazing podcast that everyone should check out. Corey, can you please tell everyone about that non-meh podcast? I was like, is he setting me up for <laughs> right now? What is going on? It's so meh. <laughs> My God. I, every episode I've listened to, <laughs> meh. Meh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Podcast After Dark is a cult movie podcast that my buddy Zach, our buddy Zach and I do every week. We talk about cult movies. Uh, one week we'll talk about cult movies. Next week we'll talk about cult TV shows. And we actually have a special episode coming out. By the time you listen to this, it'll probably be the one after. Uh, so it'll be available now. And we are going to be doing a top eight obscure 80s video games. And uh, once a year we like to do these top eight obscure 80s lists. First year we did toys and now we're doing video games. So it's a, it's a nostalgic podcast. Podcast After Dark is, is a nostalgic podcast that uh, is, it's definitely, it leans a little bit sleazier a lot of times than the Blast From Our Past podcast that Adam does with his brother, John. Well, there's a lot less nudity in the movies that uh, John and I talk about. This is true. And so, yeah, we have less of an opportunity. But when it's there, I jump on it. Uh, <laughs> everyone should check out. I mean, even when there's like a little things, um, uh, me and a buddy of mine, Jody, uh, reviewed Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And you kind of forget that there's an episode or a bit of the, the movie where he pulls up uh, Swanson's uh, Mary Swanson's dress, and you see a little bit of her butt, and it's just like, oh yeah, forget it. that's not in the TNT cut, and so I kind of <laughs> forget about it, and so it's like, oh yeah, that's a nice little behind there. Um, but yeah, we'll never. When it comes to sleaziness, we're never gonna hit sleazy C stature. <laughs> no. So that's just you. You are. That is your, you know, top placement in the network for sure. No one's taking you down. All right. But yeah, me and my brother talk all things nostalgia. We're the light side to Corey and Zach's dark side. We listen to or we talk and review uh, a little bit more mainstream stuff where they are uh, the hidden, the dark, the uh, the redheaded stepchild uh, <laughs> movies kind of thing. So yeah, those are fantastic podcasts. But there are also so many other fantastic podcasts on the BFOP network. The BFOP network that you should check out. Uh, including People Don't Forget, which is one of our newer podcasts, Action Action, another one of our newest podcasts on the network, as well as Talking Back. Throwback Trivia Takedown, if you like trivia. Um, we've got stump, something for everybody. That's, I guarantee it. That's right. We're And another show we have is Curb Your Enthusiasm, which you can only yeah. hear on the Cartwright Patreon page. And right now we are, I think, about a third of the way through season one. We're releasing two episodes a month. And boy, oh boy, it's a lot of fun. Adam has has is already gone through the series, I think, except for the last couple seasons. I have yeah. never seen it. So I am I'm, I'm enjoying Join the connective tissue that I'm starting to see between Seinfeld and Curb. And I'm also enjoying, like, what I'm noticing is different from Seinfeld and Curb. And I mentioned this on a Curb episode, but it's cool because it's it's, it's kind of nice to see that Larry David, or should I say George Costanza, is not a carbon copy of Larry David. And I'm starting to, to learn that Larry David on the show Curb is his own character that is very different from George. But it's cool to actually see some George-isms come in, into play here and there. So it is, it's just nice to see all this connective tissue, dude. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. All good stuff that you're hearing on Curb Your Enthusiasm and Cartwright. Make sure you guys check out everything, man. 
Everything. give you guys quality quality content. Uh, we try to anyway. Uh, so yeah, we hope we do. Um, at least. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're probably just like looking at skinny mirrors when we're listening to ourselves and just like, do they have skinny headphones? Is that a thing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, good. Good one, buddy. Good one. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we'll we'll see everybody next week as we discuss the race. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 